Welcome to the Kingdom Educators Podcast, where we empower Christian teachers to grab a hold of heaven's hope-filled perspective so you can activate transformational impact in your classroom and community. I'm your host, Jessica Glover, and I warmly welcome you to wake up to your strategic placement as a Kingdom Educator, anointed by the Creator and equipped by all of heaven to release the radical goodness of God that will transform lives and reshape education. April Ruder with me. Welcome, April. Thank you for having me. April is an elementary teacher in California, and I'm excited to have her on because she really has a passion for hearing God's heart and what he's speaking to her in her classroom. Oh, thank you. This is, I love opportunities like this. April, will you tell us a little bit about your heart for teaching on mission and just give us more of a picture of what that means to you? So I've been teaching for many years, mostly elementary. The first half of my teaching, it was mostly just as a teacher that was a Christian, and I I had a heart for ministry, and I loved my students, but I was pulled a lot at church and was doing missions and different ministries there. And so when I looked at my classroom, I saw the needs there and behavior was increasing, and I thought... I would be um, accomplished more ministry-wise and really pouring into these kids if I was out of the classroom. I thought maybe if I was out of the classroom as a missions pastor, I could adopt a local school and uh, we could start doing some creative things that way. Mm -hmm. So I started seminary. I went to Fuller and I took a two-year leave thinking, yeah, really with the mindset, you know, God, I think you've called me into full-time ministry. So yeah, so I was like, I I think this is where God has me. So in that process, a few catalyst moments while I was subbing full time, looking to get hired at a local church somewhere, the Lord revealed to me, no, I want, I want you back in the classroom. And I really like that. No, I don't want to be there. It's too tough. The kids are hard. I, but the Lord brought me back connecting with former students and revealed to me, wait a minute, I think God wants me back in teaching. So if we had a teacher listening, who's maybe new to hearing God's voice, how would you encourage them in terms of how to tune in? Because like you said, things haven't gotten easier. The behaviors Mm -hmm. are still there, but you feel like you have a clear focus. Will you kind of talk a little bit more about how you hear God as you go about your day? As I've been sharing with teachers, The Lord gave me kind of the process of what I've gone through. This is seven ways to unleash transformation on your campus. So this is is something good and tangible for somebody to write down. Yeah. And I maybe can put these in the notes, in the show notes, so people can look at them if you're a visual person like me. Exactly. So first off, number one is just taking time to be in the presence of the Lord. You know, take time to pursue time with the Lord. Because that's the initial, you know, seek him first, then yeah. everything will follow. And something the Lord's been teaching me in that we release whatever we carry. So when I'm tired or overwhelmed, I release that to my students. And then the day isn't so good. You know, the kids like I'm frazzled. But when I'm, you know, immersed in God's presence, and even there's been some key worship songs that I'll listen to just to kind of soak before I go into the day. 
so you can be ready to release the presence of God in your classroom. So take time to pursue time with the Lord. Yeah. Number two, I just started, I said, okay, I invited the Lord to host his presence on my campus. God, this is your campus. Mm. So that was the second one. This is a really good one. Number three, envision your school, your staff, and your student as God sees them. If we can look at them how God sees them, we can pray more accurately. So rather than being focused on people in the negative, like, you know, or even my students, knowing that the enemy can oppress people, it's not, we don't want to be in a battle with people. It's a spiritual battle. So praying accurately over my students or over my staff saying, oh, these, you know, God loves these people and praying out the best in them. Um, not breakthrough happens yeah. when we're not impressed with the size of our problems. Yeah. Isn't that good? Really good. Like big God, small problems. If we put him in that place. Stop being impressed with how awful things are and just being impressed with the Lord. And then four is just start praying and, you know, praying over the day before you go, praying over your lesson plans, praying over your meetings with teachers, just being a continual prayer throughout the day. My prayer buddy and I, we would just pray over, which is really funny. We would pray over the copy machines and the tables and everything. Mm -hmm. And then we would get some great stories. Like people started conversations at lunch. People would start talking. We're like, wow, they're talking about spiritual things. Or yeah, instead of complaining in the teacher's lounge, right? Yeah. A quick story. We had our copy machine broke down and... We had been praying because so many people talk around the copy machine and there was uh, my principal had shared with me, April, it was really funny. This guy came to work on the copy machine and he was all tatted up, but he was a biker for Jesus. And he said, while he was working on the machine, he heard the Lord tell him to come and pray for me. And so we did, we prayed and I was like, oh my gosh. So my, my prayer buddy was like, God, break the copy machine down. We need the copy guy back to pray. And he did come back again. So you never know when you're praying or, you know, what God's going to do. The copy man on mission. (laughs) That's so great. Number five, cultivate a spirit of Thanksgiving. Thank God for what he's done, but thank him for what he's going to do. You know, Mm. having a thankful heart is really good spiritual warfare too, but it keeps us that position of, yeah, Mm -hmm. God, you haven't done it yet, but I thank you for what you're going to do. Six, find prayer partners. So I was looking for prayer partners and my first prayer partner was the little Baptist church down the street. My first year back to teaching, they were my mentors. So they prayed often for me, but Then my current prayer buddy, Jalissa, she teaches first grade at another school. So every morning we just pray together before the day and pray for one another. And there's a lot of power in praying. And then Mm -hmm. of course, and record what he's done in the testimonies because there's going to come a day when you need to be reminded of what God has done and to be Mm -hmm. encouraged. Yeah. Every time I really, Mm -hmm. I need to work harder on that. Sometimes I'm better my parents should keep a journal for me because I call. <laughs> yeah, could you, you know, it takes time to write it down, but it's so, it's so good to just see, you know, what God has done and 
especially when you're holding onto the promises and it is hard. I think of one day with Mm -hmm. my student, Nicholas, oh my gosh, he, he would throw chairs. He would throw his table over. He was a really large second grader. He looks like he was in fourth or fifth grade, but he had a little Miss Reuter, you know, but he was this huge kid, good looking blonde Mm -hmm. kid. He looked like he was probably a Viking or something. Yeah. I just remember going, God, just, you know, praying over him. And even one day in class coming around and just hugging him and praying over him so that he would And then the next day he came into class and he said, Miss Ritter, I want to pray for my day. How do I fold my hands? And I was, you just, however you, you know, it's not about, but I thought, oh my gosh. So he sat at his desk and he prayed over his day. So I had a little reading group on the carpet and Zoe, I can totally remember Zoe goes, what is Nicholas doing? I said, he's praying over his day. Isn't that great? Oh, okay. It was one of those days where I I started in tears and ended with my face on the ground going, thank you. You know, this was a victory. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Oh my gosh. He did so well and he was focused and the kids noticed that he was different. It was kind of an up and down thing all year, but there were definitely some high points. So you planted some good seeds though, and he wanted more. Yeah. That's really neat. We wrap up April. Is there anything else that you want to share? And then I'd love to have you pray for teachers just to be further activated in. It just sounds like you have this very contagious sense of God's on the move. He's in a good mood and he wants to use us and we need to not be afraid and to just step out and do the thing that he's asked us to do. And that to believe that he's going to give you favor. And I just think that you carry that really beautifully. It's so fun to hear you share these stories, but I think there's people probably that are hungry that are going to listen to this and go, I want that too. How, you know? Yeah, I could totally pray for them. I, I'm just amazed by what God has done because I was so on a trajectory of leaving public school. Like I was just done. I was like, it's too hard Mm -hmm. and it's still hard, but there's so much mm-hmm. like the best testimonies really come from going through the fire. I feel like mm-hmm. the Lord is always teaching me how to strengthen myself in him, how to focus, hold on to mm-hmm. his promises and not, not look at what's going on as if that's what's gauging my theology or how things are supposed to work, but holding on to the promises of God and praying for God's goodness to just pour out and, so I think just in wow being able to strengthen ourselves in the Lord and not being impressed, I think problems can be just, I think I'm trying to position myself and sometimes I'm better than others, but I'm like, that's right, God, a problem is my opportunity to go, okay, God, what do you want to do? You know, what's going to come yeah. out of this? And my school yes. went from a very toxic environment to being a place where we've Mm -hmm. seen so many miracles on campus of God showing up in various ways. There's, yeah, there's a lot of other stories too, of just, if you're open to seeing the Lord work, he will do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you say, God, um, Mm -hmm. use me, I want to see you at work, you know, what can you do? Fasten your seatbelt. I think he can do something. He's going to land on that. Once a committed heart, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it can be messy, but 
man, the stories afterwards are great. I just, I love the testimonies of what God can do. So wow, quite a few myself. It's neat to be on the, you know, I was on the receiving end, just so hungry. God, where are you? What, what are you doing? And hearing others. And I took a trip to Mozambique to visit Heidi Baker. And that was a real encounter. Oh, wow. She prayed over me. She's prayed mm-hmm. an open heaven over my mm-hmm. city and my school. And it was after that where I really was like, whoa, you know, the after effects were actually better than the trip. <laughs> I mean, the trip was wow. okay. It was good. But it was after the prayers. I yeah. was like, wow, you know, coming back. Yeah. We're just a loose cannon, yeah. you know, sharing about the goodness of God. That's just like, wow, yeah. okay. The fear of man doesn't even matter. You're just like, you, you know, you when you encounter God, you're like, man, everyone needs a taste of this. That's when you're changed and you're like, I guess I'm yes. staying in education because I've got do great anyways. Yeah, because when you have a taste of his goodness and what he can do, yeah. there's no going back. Yeah. It's too real. You've seen too much. Yeah. Okay, so I have to share this really quick story with you because I didn't know that you'd been to Mozambique somewhere between 2007, 2009, um, when I was teaching in middle school, I went to a gathering where Heidi Baker was teaching in our area. And she asked all the teachers to come forward. And so I went up there and she prayed over us for a release of miracles to create curriculum that was inspired by the Holy spirit. And it's funny because I was just thinking back on that like four years ago. And that's when I felt to publish my first book, which was all based on teachers coming to me and saying, what are you doing differently in your classroom? Because I don't know how you have peace in your room or how you're getting these kids to work for you because they will not work when they come in my room. And it was just because of doing things like you're doing, like, I want to be a landing place for you, Holy Spirit, to come and have your way here. And it was not easy. And I had kids throw desks too, but there was more and more peace as the years went on. Cause it's like trusting mm-hmm. that he's going to do something. But I didn't even think about that word until I wrote the book, because that's when I started getting into speaking and it was like, oh, it's happening. And it was happening then. I didn't even realize that the district, I don't know if you've had this happen, but they hand you like three different curriculums. And they're like, oh, you're the reading specialist. Can you put all these together to make this amazing program? You're fresh out of school. You should know how to do this. And so I diligently took off when they used to pay you to have days off to plan I went home and I like, I spent three days putting these things together for this beautiful plan for sixth, seventh and eighth grade readers. And it was only within like three or four years, my principal came to me and she said, we don't have enough students to pay for you to do your job anymore. You basically, the scores have raised. There's no more job. Would you like to move into sixth grade ELA? And I'm like, wait a second. You're saying that I work myself out of a job. That was not me. (laughs) That was the Holy Spirit used that stuff. But sometimes we don't remember, like, I got a word and I'm like, oh, that's what happened. That is so great. (laughs) So just not discounting when people pray over us or we get together with you, like your partner that's at another school, another first grade teacher and praying together and just not discounting that there is power in our prayers. The powerful, effectual prayer, it availeth much knowing that it makes a big difference, but that's so powerful. And how you had this upgrade when you came back, this is so bright time. (laughs) God, it's so good. I know. That's so cool. Wow. I just think, you know, if 
Heidi has done that for both of us, how we in turn have done that for so many other people. Just the ripple act of how God, or I mean, that's an amazing story. Yeah. Right. It's like calling out just like we do with our kids. He, like you said, your number like four or five was seeing people like God sees them. We have to step out of what I see in the natural to see what's in the spiritual realm in somebody and then call it out. And they had to see that in me trembling, going, how do I be a Christian in the public school? Learning what kingdom even was and like, how do I do this? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, will you close us out and just pray for teachers? Yeah, whatever the Lord puts on your heart would be awesome. Well, God, we we just thank you that you're such a good God, um, that we can trust you in all things. And Lord, whoever is listening right now that's an educator, whether they're with little ones or older ones or those in between, God, yeah. we just can, I just pray in agreement, Lord, that you would activate dreams in them, Lord, to pursue after you, mm. to to even just pray for things that seem so big and yet to have a posture of anticipation, God, that you want to show up, that this is more on your heart, Lord, than even on ours. You love to partner with us and use us. So I pray, God, that you would use educators out there to be the light on their campus, wherever their feet touch on the ground of their campus, Lord, that they're releasing your presence there. Give them vision for how to Mm -hmm. walk into their classrooms and just to begin to speak out in authority over those students pulling out purpose and destiny out of them, Lord, creating a culture where those kids are honored, God, and and that they honor one another and that there's so much learning being done because those kids are acclimated to the temperature of the kingdom, God. We just pray that you would spread mm. across public school campuses across our nation, God, This is a time where kids need you, Lord. They desperately need you. They're hungry for more. And so many kids are turning to things that are so destructive, God. And we just pray, Lord, that you would empower and equip educators, those that are listening, and that the ones that are listening would even speak to others around them, God, that teachers would really rise up to their call and to be Daniels on their campuses, God. We pray that the fear of man would be gone and that uh, they would just be empowered. If you, if you could use Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego to change a nation, surely you can use your people in education to do the same. So we just, yeah, we just mm-hmm. pray Lord uh, that you would use us mightily God, um, that you'd give us wisdom, especially as we're as uh, developing relationships with people that may be in opposition to you, those that are turned off by you, Lord, May we just carry like a sweet fragrance. May we be the light that just draws people to yourself, God. We just pray that you'd yes. move move powerfully in the hearts of your people that are in education, God, to bring change. Lord, mm-hmm. it's time that public education yes. is returned back to you, God, that kids are that kids come to know you, that Bible clubs would be a regular thing in all schools, Lord, bring more clubs. But Lord, we we do what we do to glorify you and to draw people to yourself so they know know who they are. So we just pray, God, that you would do what you do so well. Just equip educators out there, encourage them. Yeah, we pray off any spirit of fear or discouragement 
or even just that sense like I had of wanting to flee education altogether, God, with your people to do what you've called us to do. Yeah, just thank you for this time, Lord. Thank you for Jessica, for her heart, for her ministry, Lord. Yeah, we just, we're anticipating great things. We pray that 2024 would be full of testimonies of your goodness, God. We love you and we we just commit all these prayers to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pearl, thank you so much for your time today. And thank you for the encouragement and your open heart to just share all these neat things that God is doing. So good. It was fun. Thank you for the invitation. It was great. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. Please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share with your friends in education so they too can be strengthened and encouraged in living their kingdom identity out loud in this pivotal hour. And please visit kingdomeducators.com to receive your Kingdom Educator Daily Truth Declarations, my encouraging newsletter, and be the first to know about my newest resources online and in-person events. And be sure to find me on the socials at kingdom.educators. Until next time, don't forget you are a history maker and what you do every day is transforming lives. Oh,